IoT Analytics says that the digital supply chain market is accelerating. The firm identifies eight supply chain technology innovations that are helping to make global supply chains more robust, including AS and RS technology, intralogistics uh, robots, IoT track and trace, AI-enabled software, and supply chain digital twins. Now, in today's podcast for Future IoT, we have with us Matthew Kulisak, Market Research Analyst at IoT Analytics, to list out and explain to us some of these technologies and what are the issues or or strategies that organizations need to undertake in order to fully take advantage of these digital global supply chains. Matthew, welcome back to Podcast for Future IoT. Hello, thank you for having me again. Okay, now let's set the baseline. What exactly do you mean by a digital supply chain? Well, yes, so that's a very good question because there is now a lot of interest on supply chain and especially digital technologies attached to it. So in the past six months, we've been doing research on this market, on the digital supply chain market, and we've identified three distinct groups of sub-markets. So we could look at software, hardware, and connectivity. By software, I mean that there's different subcategories in software. For example, we can look at sourcing software, uh, typically the software like the SAP software where you will deal with your suppliers. You will have the supply chain planning and design software. Uh, for, for example, the software you will use to design your network, your supply chain, make decisions on where to locate your inventories and things like that. Or especially these new categories of supply chain digital twins will fit there. Uh, we will have supply chain execution software like your MES for warehouse, your warehouse management system, execution system, or control systems, then your asset management software on the side. And then to connect all of that, we will have hardware like uh, picking and placing machinery, or as you said, uh, automatic sorting and retrieval uh, machinery, into logistic robots and connectivity devices, uh, those IoT-based track and trace devices. And as well, on the side, we will have the connectivity sub-market categories because we need to connect all of these assets together and typically the network operators will fit there. Looking back from the time of the pre-pandemic to this period where we are in today, how have things changed with regards to digital supply chains? So what have we learned so far and how have things changed? It's been an interesting story because, so for example, at IoT Analytics, we track what CEO talked about. We have a blog series where we look at keywords in earnings calls. Mm -hmm. Uh, We look at more than 3,000 big global companies and we look at what CEOs or CFOs are talking about. And when you look at before the pandemic, there's not much mention on supply chain. When you look at where they've been talking at supply chains, you could see that CEOs and CFOs or high-level decision makers, they used to assume that supply chains were there, they were working, they didn't really have to worry about it or when they were talking about it, it was really that they had nothing else to talk about. Now, after the pandemic, it's been more complicated because uh, they realized that there's been issues and they're asking questions. They've been asking, why why don't we have enough inventory to sell or where are the problems? So they realized that supply chains are important and they need to work in order to have their business working. So that's pretty clear. And they'll ask way more questions on supply chain visibility. That's why supply chain managers had to undertake a lot of digitization action, a lot of strategic action to answer those questions. From my understanding, part of what digital transformation did was accelerate a lot of the modernization, including that of supply chains. Which areas of software and or other technologies have gained relevance in the industry verticals uh, that rely heavily on supply chains? 
So yes, there's been a big push for digitization. So obviously to work remotely and as well to gain supply chain visibility. In the meantime, there's been a lot of issues on the structures of supply chains, so on the networks. For example, a manufacturing company that is in automotive or pharmaceutical, they realized that they could not produce, not because of their own production capabilities, but because of a supplier or a supplier that couldn't produce. And sometimes it's very little things that will stop an entire production system and cause a lot of loss. So now there's been a lot of digitization in the supply chain and planning software category, so which has received a huge boost. That software submarket category really didn't see the pandemic, so they have been always growing. And for example, we've seen new subcategories uh, growing. There are some new market categories in supply chain planning, such as supply chain digital twin, which is quite a new concept now. We've seen traditional pure play software vendor like SAP starting their offering there. But in the meantime, also cloud hyperscaler like AWS well, has been starting to do supply chain digital twins. And on the end user perspective, we have Kraft Heinz, who has been purposely designing its own supply chain digital twin so it can build a full-on digital replica of its entire supply chain network and really pinpoint where are the issues. If we look back, which trends are helping in terms of the digitization of supply chains? Well, so now that's an interesting point where from looking at the supply chain um, industry vertical or all the manufacturing companies that have a strong supply chain presence, we can see that now there's a huge push for supply chain visibility. And from the vendor's perspective, there's quite a fight for semantic here because when you're a manufacturing company and you want to gain supply chain visibility, there's basically three strategies that you could have. The first one could be to work with IoT-based track and trace vendors like Nexiot in Switzerland or Opcom in the US. And so you buy your track and trace device, you will put it on all of your cargo, your containers or your pallets, and then you know where things are and you have a clear view on what's the ETA. Uh, when are your cargo coming? Is it on time or not? Or you could even push it further and get sensors on humidity, on shocks to understand where things are getting broken. That's the first strategy. It's quite costly because you have to invest and then you have to maintain all of those devices. In the meantime, what's interesting is that the software vendors, so there are software vendors that are giving you the same value proposition, or at least that's what they're claiming. Just with software, we have vendors like Project 44 or Forkites, which are typically offering you what they call supply chain visibility. And in reality, what they are doing is that they are buying as much data as they can. So they are going to logistic service providers like shipping companies. They're going to port authorities or airport as well. And they're buying all of the data and then giving that to you on the platform so that they can give you insights on where things are or where are the bottlenecks in global supply chain. And then there's a third strategy, which is you can just wait for logistic service providers to give you that visibility. For example, we've seen some big companies like Hapagloid, Maersk, or CMS AGMs, so big ocean shipping companies that have announced a lot of digitization processes or investments. For example, we've seen Hapagloid who in August of this year, they have said that, okay, they need to gain way more supply chain visibility. So they went on and purchased all of the IoT-based track and trace devices to connect the entire container fleet that they have. So it's about 1.5 million containers in the world that will be now connected on our single platform. So a lot of different approaches here. The early parts of uh, 2020, when we had the disruption to the supply chain, were very physical in nature, right? The stoppages were caused mostly by a virus that, that did not allow for mobility. Because we were a lot more digitally connected, cybersecurity came and hit many of the supply chains. In your view, how are companies approaching the topic of security, cybersecurity particularly, around supply chains? Well, so cybersecurity is always a 
complicated topic because not everyone really has the same view on what cybersecurity is. And so there's always a bit of fear of, so what actually do we need to protect ourselves against? And it's especially complicated in supply chain because ideally, to really have a functioning supply chain, you will need to connect all of your stakeholders. Uh, for example, in an automotive manufacturing company, you will need to have all of the inventory or production capability data from your suppliers and from the suppliers of your suppliers so that you can make very good predictions. But the thing is that some people have been quite scared to share their data between each other because they are scared of cybersecurity risks. So the interesting topic here or the interesting initiatives is that for some industry verticals, some companies got together and said, okay, we will give all of our data to our neutral agents so that we can share all of that together. And for example, Catena X that started in Germany with SAP is especially designed to do that for the automotive industry. If we were to summarize everything that we've discussed so far, what is IoT Analytics' recommendations or forecasts for business operations and technology leaders as around the digital supply chain? There is a lot of different sub-markets and a lot of different actors now in the vertical of supply chain, especially in software and hardware. Now, what's interesting to do is to look at what really end users want. Uh, that's quite simple, but there's a lot of new demand for supply chain visibility, for simplifications, and there's a lot of consolidation now in the market. What's quite interesting to see is that some markets are growing way more than others. For example, supply chain planning and design is really boosted. And when we look specifically at what is happening between those markets, so inside of those markets, for example, the softwares for last mile deliveries are really growing. So it's quite important to choose really the right product to go for. Matthew, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future IoT. Thanks to you. That was Matthew Kulisak, Market Research Analyst at IoT Analytics, on the topic of changing the future of global supply chains. You are listening in the podcast for future IoT. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future IoT. Bye for now.